Wash your hands and keep it clean. You gotta wash your hands and keep it clean. We'll flatten that curve while we're quarantined. It feels absurd, but just you wait and see. Cover your cough and if you sneeze, and then you wash your hands and keep it clean. That's right. Wash your hands, everybody. Welcome back to our Saturday Thrive Subscribe series, COVID-19 Practice Pearls. So far on this podcast series, we have um, had the opportunity to talk quite a lot with Joe and Ashley about what you can do in community pharmacy to keep your team safe, uh, keep your patients and your business healthy. And so if you haven't had a chance to listen in to any of the past episodes, I would just encourage you to check those out. We have probably seven or eight episodes, and we'll put the link to that in the show notes. Or you're welcome to subscribe to the Thrive Subscribe channel wherever you listen into podcasts. Um, today, we're really fortunate to have Hashem Zayback with us, and he owns about 17 pharmacies in Wisconsin. So Hashem is here today to talk with us about what we can really do to help our pharmacy teams minimize their stress and, and help with any coping skills or, or their concerns as, as we kind of navigate this new normal and really are opening our pharmacies in the midst of a lot of restrictions um, being lifted. Um, so to guide this discussion, we're, we're lucky to have back with us Ashley Branham and Joe Moose. And with that, I'll turn it over to both of you. Thank you so much, um, Suzanne. We appreciate you having us back. Um, and we are lucky today to have, to have a Hashim as our guest. For those of you who don't know Hashim or haven't had the honor of meeting him, is is one of the most humble and calming individuals uh, you'll ever meet. Uh, aside from all his accomplishments as an entrepreneur, as a pharmacy thought leader and progressive pharmacy, always pharmacists always pushing um, the profession to to do a little more and do a little better is genuinely one of the nicest individuals you'll ever meet. And uh, so if you if you get a chance to, to see him somewhere live, introduce yourself um, to him and it will be a, it, it, your day will be better because of it. Um, I'm lucky to be here also with my co-host today, Ashley Branham. Ashley. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Um, thanks for being on with us again. Um, as we continue to, to touch on some of the um, hot topics that's surrounding um, our pharmacy businesses, as well as um, what's happening with the with COVID-19. And, and I know many of your businesses are starting to reopen, which is bringing up a whole new, um, you know, areas of questions and um, adjustments in your workflow. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to talk to you a little bit about some of that minimizing stress with your team. I know it, it hit home with our, um, with our staff this week as we, um, you know, had some questionable symptoms experienced by one of our employees and everything's okay, thank goodness, but it made you stop and think about, um, again, you know, What's our protocol? What happens if, you know, all of those questions and, and um, you started to go into the calming mode with some of the staff. And so um, I, I appreciate so much Hashim being on here today to talk with us through some of his experiences as they are looking at reopening and, and going through the COVID-19 um, pandemic in his business. I think what's interesting is that as we're preparing um, to reopen or some of you may have already reopened, um, 
we we may very well experience a surge of, of circulating cases in our communities. Um, I just recently um, saw an article around um, um, the number of reported cases that's now occurred in the state of Texas after um, the state lifted their lockdown measures. And, and they've seen um, consistent new infections um, for five consecutive days. Um, so uh, I think we have to be prepared and in a mindset that we cannot let our guard down. So um, with that in mind, let's talk about some of those some of those strategies and how we can keep reminded of, of employing safety precautions, what to do when anxiety levels are running high and what seems to be working, at least in Wisconsin. Hashem, do you, do you mind to share with us um, some of your strategies that you're doing today and, and um, kind of guide us through some of the, the hard questions? Good, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, just like the rest of you, um, we, we're all having some issues, some challenges, some uh, concerns from some of from our co-workers, whether they are pharmacists, technicians, drivers, administrate, administration um, employees, everybody, everybody is concerned. And, and honestly, what, what I found to work the best is to be honest and transparent with all of these people. Just explain to them that, hey, we're all in this together. Um, share with them the facts, because there's, unfortunately, there's a lot of mis misinformation out there. Everybody's on their uh, social media and their WhatsApp, and they're getting all this uh, information, which a lot of it is not true. So just share with them the uh, the correct information. For example, for us, a lot of our drivers, and for us, the um, our our business shifted from 50% delivery to almost 90% delivery today. So 90% of the prescriptions we're filling today are being delivered. So uh, they are our frontliners now, and and many of them were very concerned. So when uh, COVID-19 started, I had a couple of meetings with them, and I explained to them uh, what are the do's and the don'ts when, when they're delivering uh, the social distancing, um, wearing gloves. Initially, having masks was a challenge because nobody had masks, and we couldn't get them anywhere. Uh, but as soon as we had access to masks, we bought masks for everybody, especially the uh, the drivers and uh, again be transparent and uh, honest with with them yeah that that's uh, I, I agree I think that's the best practice I know we we kind of have these weekly or or more often check-ins where we we talk to our staff so when something comes out in the news like hey it's they're talking about reopening or um, CDC says there may be a resurgence of cases. We, we sit down and, and and take 10 minutes before we open up in the morning and and say, hey, what do you guys think about this or how are you feeling with that to get, you know, to, to let them kind of tell us their stress level and anxiety level. I know, uh, you know, we know our staff is stressed out. And, and as we, we as leaders of our organization, you know, we're stressed out too. And, and I hear it talking to my man and talking to, to other pharmacy owners. So tell me, what are some of the tactics you've done, Hashim, to try to de-stress de your staff? Um, share with us some of the the fun things or the things that you, you tried to employ to, to 
you know, lighten the day and lighten the stress load of your staff? Humor does really magic when people are stressed out. You walk around, you joke with them. Uh, for example, t uh, this week I'm celebrating my 20th birthday. And I'm sorry, 20th. I wish 20th birthday, 20th anniversary ma oh, marriage anniversary. Wow, Hasha, you're only uh, 20. <laughs> I know. Uh, 20th anniversary. Uh, so there was a couple of jokes, married jokes about me and my wife when I'm when I'm walking uh, around um, the office. Uh, I usually have my uh, no-touch um, uh, thermometer, so I check people's temperature when I'm walking around. Um, if, if you walk into one of our pharmacies, there's a sign outside the, the building that says, happy hour from 2 to 3, uh, buy one alcohol, get the second one 50% off. And people walk in and they're thinking, oh, I can get liquor. And I tell them, no, we're talking about rubbing alcohol. Uh, so uh, people, I mean, f making making jokes, um, um, talking to, to people and being sympathetic with them if they have concerns. Like we have a lot of single moms and they had, um, they had concerns, especially at the beginning. They don't know what to do with their children. Uh, so you sit down with them and you just talk and you listen. Uh, and, and, and just by doing that, you uh, get them back engaged. People, um, a, a lot of our people were concerned about their families, their, for example, their parents who are elderly. How, how am I, what am I going to do with them? You just, uh, again, share with them some of the information uh, about how to take care of them and, and protect them from getting COVID-19. We also, yeah, I forgot great. to say one more thing. We also have a, an internal social media uh, river, which is like Slack. It's only for our employees. And one of the things uh, we did a few weeks ago is uh, I shared uh, one of my baby pictures on the social media. And then, and then everybody started sending their baby pictures to um, one of the, our HR lady. And she said, share it on the, on the social media and let's say who's who. And then people will start guessing. Well, this is Jessica. No, 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 no. This is Becky. And uh, just fun things like that, just just to lighten the mood, uh, make people uh, have more fun. Usually, for example, in, in our pharmacies, we have a no jeans policy. So people are not allowed to wear jeans in the pharmacy. But since COVID-19 started, we told them hey, we're going to we're not going to be strict about that. If you want to come to work in jeans and that they felt like, you know what? Yes, there there are things that are out of our control, and we can't control it in the outside world. But at at this pharmacy, at High Pharmacy, they're trying to do things uh, that are within their control, just to lighten the mood and make things a little bit more fun. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I I am always amazed that we have a no jeans policy too, of just relaxing that when they hit some reward at how how much the staff really appreciates that and gets into that. Um, I know Ashley sent around a picture this week that started um, kind of a chain, like you said, of your baby picture of, of when they graduated uh, college or high school on it. So she had it sent around a picture of, I think it was her, when she had her white coat ceremony and then others started putting pictures of when they graduated in. And it, again, it was fun and everybody got a, got a good chuckle out of it. And I think, I think those type things really 
you know, get at the core of, of building that culture, uh, a, a culture of, of caring and a culture of, of we are truly a family. And, and when you've got problems, we all got problems. And, and when you're happy, you, you, we all want to share in that happiness. So, um, you know, I heard you mentioned to me another thing you did, Hashim, I thought that was really good about just surprising them with, with a, a local restaurant delivery. Um, yeah. That went we contacted a local uh, restaurant and we just told them, you know what, for the next uh, couple of weeks, just pick random high at pharmacies and we gave them all the addresses and phone numbers and just say, okay, you pick one and you just surprise them with, with a lunch. Um, and just, just to tell them, we appreciate you all being here. We thank you. Uh, you had, I mean, you had the choice of staying home and you decided to come and serve the community, serve your patients. So thank you. So we, um, a lot of that, a lot of times, like when they, I'll get a, a text message in the afternoon. Hashem, thank you so much for the lunch and uh, uh, th things like that. I mean, they're simple; they don't cost much, but yet they they do make a a big difference. And uh, and if if you know somebody, another thing, if 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 you know that one of the employees is sick, because the first thing that comes to their mind is COVID nineteen. Maybe they're sneezing. Maybe they just have a cold. They, they just, it's its a normal thing under normal circumstances, but now with COVID-19, everybody's panicking. So anytime when somebody is sick or, or doesn't come to work, calling sick, I usually follow up with a phone call or a text message. And, and honestly, I do it myself because I feel like it, it has a lot of uh, 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 significance when it when it comes from Hashem. So I uh, I'll call them or text them, hey, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do? I had one of those uh, uh, situations this morning. Uh, one of our technicians did not make it to work. So just checked on her, make sure that she's fine. And uh, things like that. I mean, simple things, but they, they really make a big impact in, in how people feel about the organization and the culture. Yeah, I, I, those, are, those are great ideas, awesome. I, uh, um, so uh, you've got some stores that were we're able to really stay open during the whole thing because you have a, a thick glass, like a bulletproof glass up, up already, but you have some stores that close and are more reluctant. How do you give us some guidance on you, how you handle the, maybe that store or those employees who, who don't feel like they're ready to open or, or maybe patients who are, are ready for it to open. I know you, you gave me a great story about, uh, the one store that you opened where you saw the patient outside. And, and so any advice around how to handle those situations? Sure. I mean, we have, we have stores in um, very aff like uh, affluent areas um, and um, in a rural area. Uh, and, and in those areas, like for example, in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, we have a store that does not have the bulletproof glass. And so all the interaction between the, pharmacy technician, for example, and the patient are direct interactions uh, so that the, the team in, at that location felt very uncomfortable with leaving, leaving the store open. So we switched to curbside assistance at that location from the very beginning, and it's still curbside assistance. But in that area, people have, they have cars, so going doing curbside assistance is not, a, is not an issue, even on a cold day, it's not a big deal. But we also have a we have a location in a, a very poor area, and uh, 
And one time I was I was stopping by the location. I was gonna stop, drop off some masks for the for the team, and I noticed that there was a patient who just uh, walked to the building and she didn't drive, so she walked to the building, and she gave them the prescription, and she had to wait outside because because the building was closed until her prescription is finished. And I noticed that it was she was she was cold. She was almost shivering. And I'm like, no, 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 we need to change this policy. So for, for that specific store, I invited the, the, the customer to come in and I told them, you know what, we need to take care of the patients differently. The curbside assistance at this specific location will not work. And I explained to them, I mean, I, I explained to them that, hey, would, would you, um, if, if that person was your mom, uh, what would you do? And they all agreed. Yeah, we do need to change the policy. So we change the policy. So it's we don't have a one policy for every single location. We're, we were flexible, and um, and and people appreciated the flexibility. For example, the first store, the Sheboygan store, is still curbside assistance until today, uh, versus most of the other stores are actually. Uh, are opened their uh, the, their doors and now they do accept uh, patients in the buildings, um, but again most of these stores have the the glass so people uh, there's that extra protection. I love that so much, Hashim. You, we don't have to make everything fit in a perfect box. There's there's ex always exceptions to the rules and and you got to you got to make decisions that are best fit for the people you're serving. That's why you're there anyway. And, and that's an awesome example of just adjusting the policies as, as, as it makes sense to do so. You mentioned that now 90% of your business is now um, accepting deliveries in their home, um, which means you have a, must have a quite a fleet of drivers that's out there and, um, you know, being exposed and then coming back into the pharmacies and things like that. How have your delivery drivers been handling that extra load? And, and um, have they, um, as well as the rest of your staff, have they remained COVID-free? Um, or, or have you had to address that kind of barrier as well? We've had uh, four confirmed cases um, with, within our employees. We have a total of 150 employees. So we had four cases and... Uh, to be honest with you, the first one was a um, a shock to all of us, and we we didn't know how to handle it. So we we tried to okay, let's let's go to the basics, be calm, empathetic, talk to the uh, to the, to the patient or to the coworker, um, and then the people in that at that store were started to panic too, and said, okay, should I should I continue working? And we we gave them the option. We said, hey, if you if you want to take some time off, you can you can take some time off. We'll probably get some uh, pharmac pharmacists or technicians from other stores. Uh, we sent we sent a few people to help with the cleaning that store after um, we discovered the uh, um, the one per person who had the COVID-19. So we did the deep cleaning of the store. Uh, just like we were talking earlier, this is all new to us. We never uh, we never had any experience like this before. So we we didn't have a manual on what to do when something like this happens. So we had to act and start with the basics and, um, and, 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 and try to take care of the uh, coworkers, the, the pharmacists, the technicians, the drivers, and, uh, um, and, and, and understand their concerns. And if somebody is really concerned and wanted to stay home, 
they did stay home. We actually had few people, uh, unfortunately, who decided to uh, leave, and and they they've been gone for two, three months, two months now, um, because they were they were just panicking. So um, so and obviously we we had to uh, move people around and uh, to take care of the patients. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. You're you're, you, you address sort of those those things that we always hear that, that uh, on crisis, the three C's of crisis of concern and control and commitment. And, and, and you did all of it. You, you, you know, you've got to be concerned with what's going on on it. You've got to show them that you, you, you're in control and demonstrate that you, you have control of the issue and understand the issue and then that you're committed to defining the cause and, and correcting it. So um, I think you were you were spot on with, with handling of that. And honestly, as leaders too, we really need to be ready to apologize when we make mistakes. I mean, I'd be lying to you if I told you we did everything perfect and, and everything went nice and smooth. There were situations when, um, again, because we didn't have a manual on how to handle this, we handled it in a certain way and then we found out later Maybe this wasn't the right way to do it, and we went back and apologized. So, so be ready uh, to um, accept vulnerability and accept that hey, you're going to make mistakes, and go back and apologize for some of the mistakes that you did. Yep, great advice. That's great awesome. advice. Okay. We're going to stumble along the way, and I think that's okay. I think, like you said, this isn't. They're guidance tools, but there's no perfect document that tells us how to handle every single situation. And so um, the flexibility um, that you talked about earlier, the the willingness to admit, oh, maybe I didn't handle that the best way, and and um, kind of just listening and, and being um, responsive to the concerns that, that the employees are, are sharing, um, that matters, and, and that's an important and piece. And I'm sure when you're managing 150 employees, Hashem, that's, that's all lessons that probably challenge you every single day. So, um, so that's, that's pretty good advice. And um, I have to also say, I love your happy hour idea. That's, um, that's quite yeah. clever <laughs> and, and very funny. Um, Hashem, my I friend, don't... it is always a pleasure and an honor to, to get to spend some time with you. So I wish you and your family well. And like Ashley said, happy anniversary, even if you do have to sleep in the basement. Uh, <laughs> you can enjoy your hour. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks you again. All have, you all have a nice day now. Uh-huh. The Thrive Subscribe podcast is brought to you by Thrive Pharmacy Transformations. Visit us online at tptransformations.com where you can join our free community to inspire you, challenge you, and transform your pharmacy practice.